This episode of After the Whistle contains profanity. Listener discretion advised. Please enjoy. Side note on Draft Edition Part 1. Uh, I did not edit out when I called Matt Savoy the Shane Wright of the West. Obviously. <laughs> and and for those listening, at the end of the episode, Craig's like, I ah, should edit that out. That was my line. You only heard that from me. So yeah. I apologize. I used your line. But anyway. Okay. <laughs> well, listen, this so is I, Sabres edition. This is Sabres edition. It's Sabres draft pick. Uh, we're going to go over at least what we know of these, these young guys and, uh, and have a little chat and, and talk about, you know, how absolutely amazing the Buffalo Sabres did in all of their draft picks because they're, you know, apparently every Tom, Dick and fricking Harry, here uh, in Buffalo and Timbuktu b- believe that every single pick taken was the absolute right one. Greatest and picks ever. Greatest picks ever. And I will tell you this. I can't even argue with him. Um, I'm, I'm not going to argue with him because Kevin Adams and his staff, their jobs are to, uh, are to scout these young men. Everything about them everything about them and they've watched them more than any person. So for me, who's the uh, podcast guru who sits back and has not seen many of these kids play a lot of them. I have actually, but uh, you know, listen, I can't go against what they have done. Now, what I can do is disagree with some of the picks that they've taken. And I'm going to do that today. Man, you had me rolling there. I didn't know if you were like going to be like, but they are the greatest picks ever, and I can't argue with that. Let's move on. But now, it, then you take it back in another direction. So from what I've read, from what you've told me and other people that we know, I love the Matt Savoy pick. Yeah. That's the pick where you say, doesn't no matter how big he is, take take the best player available, and that was this guy. As you called him, what? What was his what was his name? He listen. I mean, growing up coaching at this age group in the '04 age group, Matt Savoy was known from a very early age as the Shane. Shane Wright is the pinnacle of North American hockey, Canada and the United States. Shane Wright's name is known everywhere, from the west to the east, south, north. Shane Wright's the best player around. But Matt Savoy was named the Shane Wright of the West. I have known about Matt Savoy since he was 12 years old. The kid's a freaking freak. He is a goal-scoring freak. He is fast as shit. He's got insane skills. Matt Savoy, from a very early age, probably around maybe even 13, um, he hasn't played his own age group. I mean, he only plays in his age group when he would be playing in summer tournaments, summer elite tournaments is when he would play his own age group. But when he played throughout the season out, uh, out, out West, he would be playing up one or two levels. He was, be pl- he was playing against kids that were, that were O2s, 
and playing exceptionally well against guys that were much, much bigger and much stronger, much faster. And uh, Matt Savoy is known as the Shane Wright of the West. So when I look at this and, and think to myself, you know, am I happy with Matt Savoy ninth overall? Yes, I would have liked. This is just me being picky and greedy. I would have liked to have seen Cutter Goche put on a Buffalo Sabres jersey because I think he is exactly, and I mean exactly, what this team needs. And when you say that, are you saying that from the standpoint of uh hoping that he dropped to nine or from the standpoint of doing whatever you can to move up well, to get him? My irritation, my irritation is is uh, Cutter Goche played exceptionally well in the mid to the second part of the season um, with the National Development Program. At the start of the season, he was ranked around twentieth, um, and and as he progressed, he skyrocketed up the charts. He's six foot two. He's two hundred twenty pounds. He's an exceptional skater. He's got an absolute NHL missile of a shot. He's a goal scorer. He can play physical, but he's also very skilled. This kid is a full package. He has everything, and I understand. Like it's irritating because Philadelphia Flyers got Cutter Goche. He is the. He is exactly what Philadelphia, and their style of player of what they what they yeah they they even mentioned that at the on the draft yeah. coverage you know and how this is the type of player that gets Philadelphia back to being the Philadelphia Flyers that they used to be the big rugged tough team so you know let's like, move listen, down I mean I'm going to tell you this Cutter Goche is no Shane Wright Cutter Goche is a great hockey player he can score goals and he's a big guy skates well he's no Shane Wright okay Shane Wright at 4 is mind-boggling steal of the draft but uh, but we're not talking about everybody else we're talking about a matt savoy who is ranked in the top five six maybe seven depending on who's ranking them because everybody wants to be a little bit different i've got to have matt matt savoy at 12 bullshit you're an idiot if you had him at 12 Matt Savoy is an absolute raging stud. Sabres were given a gift from God, and he, he was handed to them on a silver platter because there's no way you could, you could walk away from him, even though I'm not a big fan of a five foot nine, uh, 170 pound center. Now, I don't think Matt Savoy is going to be a centerman in the National Hockey League. I think he's going to be a winger. That being said, he's five foot nine. Buffalo has been a very small team and have played very small for a number of years. They like, got, I mean, they, listen, they're, and they're not, they didn't add any size, not to sidetrack okay, too much over the weekend. I mean, they signed Bryson, at, Bryson to a two year deal and they signed Vinny Hinnestroza today. Balls, and let's get into that one later, but later, oh later, God. but we're focusing on the draft. Whoa. So, so, you, you know, so, so Matt Savoy is a no brainer. Okay, Matt, like he's, that. He's an but, unbelievable pick. Buffalo you know, Sabres are going to absolutely, and I mean absolutely, love this kid. Where is he playing next year? You know who he plays for. Like, obviously, you know the team, but you know who his coach is. I do not. Really? But in 65 games played last year, as a 17-year-old, he had 35 goals and 90 points. 
I would send him back to junior because I want him to score 60 goals next year and I want 125 points next year. I want him to continue to dominate and shred it and play a ton of minutes, okay? Because there's no rush. Right now, the Buffalo Sabres are a very, very young hockey team. They have a lot of younger players that are transitioning to the show, mostly the likes of, of, of Quinn and, and possibly Paterka. Um, but they still have younger players and Dylan Cousins. We look at Dylan Cousins. He's been in the league for two years, but he's still, he's 21 years old. He's, he's just, he's very young. And so is Peyton Krebs. They're very young. So there is no rush for an absolute dynamic and he's going to be a star. That's the boy's going to be a star. The answer to the question was James Patrick is his coach. Is he really? There you go. That's the reaction I was looking for. That, that's why I, I, I don't know why when I said, do you know who his coach is? I said it with such uh, certainty that you should have said, well, it sounds like you know who his coach is. Who's his coach? Wow. And I would have said James Patrick, and our conversation could have well, gone that way. But I let you get to Dylan Cousins, and I shut it down. That um, makes me feel very, very happy. That makes me feel very happy that he is going to be under the tutelage of James Patrick. Because James Patrick is the most professional of professionals out there. Beyond. Beyond professional. And uh, if he's going to be working with a, a young man like Matt Savoy at the age of 18, I absolutely would be having Matt Savoy. I cannot playing. think of a better influencer for a young kid who has potential to be a star in the National Hockey League to have over his shoulder than James Patrick, period. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that. I, I mean, I play. you played. Did you play with him or was he your coach? No, I, he, he was my coach. Okay, so I played with him. I played with Jeep and he was my coach. And I, I mean, I just, I, I wish I'd absorbed more of what he had to offer. And that's why I'm, I'm so sure that if, Kevin Adams is talking to Matt Savoy. You know he's telling him, listen to everything your coach is telling you. I mean, so I'm with you. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you said that. I'm glad we went back to that conversation because uh, I'm sure Jeep had a lot of conversations with Kevin Adams leading up to the draft, wouldn't you say? I would think so. I would think, listen, I mean, Kevin Adams not making a decision and talking, you know, I'm sure he talked to Matt Savoy, okay? Matt Savoy is a very mature young man. He is, he is, he's played with older players for a very long time. So he's, he's a very mature young guy. That being said, this is, this is a, I mean, Kevin Adams and his staff did not have to go there and flip through and go, well, you know, we could be taking this guy. Matt Savoy was a guarantee. It was an absolute guarantee to take. He is super dynamic. He is insanely fast. Probably the fastest player in the draft. Okay. He is the fastest player in the draft. And I love to hear that because I've watched a lot of really slow fucking Buffalo Sabres hockey for a long time. Not the last year. Not the last year. I'll quote that. Okay. But before that, there was a lot of slow hockey. It's boring as shit. They're slow. They're soft as freaking puppy dogs. Like, I mean, this team has changed tremendously 
And I mean, tremendously in a year, maybe I'm going to say it, Don Granado. I mean, holy shit balls. Go back to when this team made a transition. This team was the worst fucking team in the national hockey league for a decade, decade. And Don Granado came in here and gave a, a lot of young guys opportunities. He gave a lot of guys the chance. A lot of, a lot of ice time veteran coaches wouldn't have given young players no like that. No way. No way. They would have went in a different direction and they would have went with the old guys to say, yeah. you old guys are going to get me out of this. No, no, no. Don Granado said, no. I got These young guys are going to follow players. you. They're not ready to take the reins. That's right. And so, and, uh, so moving on, moving on. Um, what do you think of what they got at 16? Now, listen, I want to, I want to say something before you said you listened to the shows that you weren't on with Elliot and Paul Hamilton, Paul Hamilton. And I had a conversation and Kevin Adams, uh, or Paul Hamilton asked Kevin Adams. And I, I, you listened to that episode. You said I did. Okay. So, you know, the question he basically said, is there any, thought of getting bigger or do you feel you need to add size to the lineup? And I, I completely agreed with the question and they didn't get any size in the first round. They didn't really get any size in the draft at all. I mean, they got the goalie in the second round, but what do you, well, honestly, like what are your, what are your opinions of 16 and 28 in the direction that they went? I have a theory on these guys. I, I don't feel like these guys are going to even be in the organization down the road. Okay. I have a feeling these are centerman pieces because everybody at, at trade time, trade deadline, at the draft, when you're talking currency for throw in pieces to a deal, centermen are always the highest value, right? Yep. You can say you have two centermen here that you can you can use. In a year and a half, when we expect this team to be making a deal at the deadline to go for a push. Mm -hmm. So Savoy, yes. I feel like Savoy but, is here to, to, you know, he he's, he's you said it, they handed on a silver platter. You know, Debrinket's not a big guy. And, uh, you know, Johnny Goudreau's not a big guy. And, you know, Patrick Kane's not a big guy. I, I can go through the league and I can tell you, a lot of guys that are not big guys. Yeah, but those that are, are really, really, those, those are really, really special little guys. Yeah, I understand that, but I think we have something special in Matt Savoy. Okay, I, really I already do. excluded. I'm not, him from the conversation. If I have a chance, you, you know me. If I, I'm picking the big guy. Sorry, Brian Gianta. I'm picking the big guy. If I have an opportunity to pick a bigger, stronger skilled hockey player, I'm going to take a bigger guy over a smaller guy because they're harder to play against. And you say, well, that's not true. And this and that, not everybody was Brian Gianta. Not already, he was a, he was a, a, a rat type guy. He worked super hard. He irritated you, but there's a lot of guys, a lot of small guys that are not like Brian Gianta. They're not like that. They well, that's what their the reputation is. Their reputation is, you know, don't judge them by their size, judge them how big they play. Well, that's what small guys say. Fuck, let's get something straight. That's what small guys say. They say, well, you know, it's, it's not the size of the guy. It's how, how tough he is. No bullshit. It's harder to play against a guy who's fucking six foot two, 220 pounds over a guy who's 5'9". Or 5'11", 185. So, so all I'm saying is, listen, they went for guys 
that were on the smaller size. I'm surprised they picked three, three centermen in the first round. They have Peyton Krebs. They have Dylan Cousins. They have Casey Middlestad. They have Cage Thompson. Like how many, how many centermen, young centermen do they want? Okay. Those guys should be in your lineup for the next 10, 10 plus years. Those guys that I named. Now you're bringing in, you're talking about, you know, uh, Ausland. You're talking about Savoy. You're talking about Coolidge. Where are they going to fit in? So the question is, why is the thought process picking three centermen in the first round? And it's they're all currency. It's future currency. I, I, I'm that's circles all the way back. Oh, is Casey Middlestat longed Kay- for here? I don't mm, know. No, he's got one year to prove that. That's right. That's what why I, they drafted these guys because is Dylan. How's Dylan Cousins been? In your honest opinion, how how has he how has he been? I think he's been solid. Okay. You want more? Of course. I think he's been solid. He he's not wowing me. He's not. He's not. Uh, I, I look at. Should Dylan he Cousins. be wowing you by now? This point in his career is he is he at the well, he's point not 18, of wowing? He's not nineteen. He's not twenty, and he finished his twenty-one year old season. Um, uh, Dylan Cousins is is six three. He's probably about 190, 195 pounds. He's still developing as a young player. Um, I'd like to see more offense out of him. So what's the difference? What is the difference between Dylan Cousins and Tage Thompson? Four Shouldn't we be throwing Cousins a, a, a little bit more of a, of a bone here? I, I mean, I don't know. I, we what need more. Him? We needed more. We need more from him just because of the situation of the f- franchise and the team to, to, to fast forward this process, but can we realistically expect him to so be go ahead and say that again, fast forward this process. Here's the thing. Speed up is what I guess all what I was the, trying all to the say. GMs, all the guys want to fast forward this process. It's irritating as hell. It's irritating as hell. Listening to Kevin Adams speak. But he is doing the absolutely the greatest thing for this organization. It's not great for the fans. It's not great for the couch potatoes that are sitting on their sitting on their couch going, I want more now. I want unrestricted free agency. I want you go out and we have all this money. Go spend it. I want more. Nope. It's irritating. I'm one of those guys because I'm usually <laughs> eating ketchup chips. But I'm going to tell you this. Kevin Adams, absolutely. I'm going to tell you right now, absolutely has it down pat. He is going to do this right. He is going to allow the high-end first-round and second-round draft choices. He's going to allow them to play a lot. The Cousins and the Paterkas and the Quins and the Krebs and Middlestats and the Powers and the, and the Yoki Haryus and the Darlene's, he's going to allow them to all to play. And that is going to be our future. Not bringing in some other guy who's a more established 28-year-old guy that's already scored a couple 20-goal seasons, this and that, and he's a great player, but it's going to cost you $7.5 million. Kevin Adams not doing that because we will have a $7.5 million player come out of the group that's with this team right now. He's going to allow those guys to play. And it's irritating that, as hell as like I it, said because I want to win now. I have literally watched for 10 plus years this team lose and not make the playoffs and I'm irritated. And I want to win now. But he's doing the right thing. 
Okay, so and I will I'll stand by this, and here's my future prediction after this draft. Okay, one for sure, possibly two of those first rounders, probably not Matt Savoy, but maybe depending on the size of the deal. You know, he could be a Peyton Krebs in a in a big time deal that Kevin Adams pulls off. I'm just saying they will be used as currency down the road. Mark my words, yeah, because well, listen, when those I mean, players, because at- after one year in junior with Matt Savoy, he's going to go back. He'll get his hundred plus points, and then the trade deadline is going to come the following year. Matt Savoy won't be here helping this team get to the playoffs that year. He'll be back in junior again. He'll be signed, but he'll be back in junior again. And then that deadline is going to come around, and there's a team that's holding a piece an RFA piece that has a year on his contract, a big defenseman or a a big centerman, and they're going to ask for one of these players. And you know what the nice thing is? We've got a lot of them. We, We have a lot of players. We have sucked for so long that we have had the ability to acquire and be patient and bring in more players, draft more players. We've had a lot of uh, collateral. And, and, and eventually, Kevin Adams, at the right time, when he feels that this team has moved in the right direction with those young first-round draft picks and all those second-round draft picks, he is going to move and make this team stronger. So let me ask you this. At 16, who would you have liked to seen them draft? I'm, I'm not, look, I'm not suggesting they made a mistake, but if there was, if you had the call, who would you have been picking? Yeah. So listen, I mean, every, every team has their own list. They have their own list. They, they rank guys in different situations. They rank guys, um, you know, through centermen's defensemen, winger, right wingers, left wingers, right defense, left defense. They have their lists. Okay. They have their top players, just the best player available. They have their lists um, on most lists on, on most lists. Noah Osland, a five foot 10, 160, you know, five pound centerman. He was ranked in a lot of lists around the early 20s okay so when we we move up to get us uh noah osland it's it's an eyebrow raiser okay it's an eyebrow raiser for for well not move up but take him higher than he was expected to go is what he was he was much higher than what he was expected to go here's the thing this is what this is what's great Everybody values players differently. And the Buffalo Sabres had this player ranked very high. And, and, and here's where it becomes, it's not controversial because they don't give a shit what anyone says. They're like, we got the guy that we absolutely wanted. Okay. But you have Joachim Kamel. Okay. Who was picked 17th one after Joachim Kamel was ranked in the top 10 literally forever. He was as high as in the top five at one point. This player dropped to 17. There was a player, Ivan Miroshenko. I talked about him. 
Ivan Miroshenko is the number one 04 um, Russian hockey player to start the season, to start. But he, he got diagnosed with cancer. His season at that point, he didn't play well at the start of the season. Obviously, they found out why. He got diagnosed with, with um, uh, cancer in December. And he was a no-brainer top five pick. No-brainer top five pick. He drops the 20th. The, Van, the, the Washington Capitals at 20 are sitting there going, and you, and you listen to, you listen to the, um, the general manager of Washington. He basically said, he's like, we're, we're taking a risk. This player had cancer. He's not out of the woods yet. He's got a lot of work to do to get back to being healthy. But we're willing to take the chance on Ivan Miroshenko because he's a top five pick. Because if he turns out to be the player that he's going to be or should be, then we've got a top five pick at yeah, 20. And, and, and Washington had how many picks in the first round? That's why I just would have liked to have seen that risk they, taken yeah, at they 16 had one, for they Buffalo. Had one pick in the first round. And then you, then you have another player. Uh, I don't even know how I say the name. Uh, uh, Daniel Yurov. Daniel Yurov. Daniel Yurov. I think it's Dania, Daniela or Dania Yurov. Danny. Okay. Danny okay, Yurov. This, this is another Russian hockey player that was ranked in the top 10, literally in every draft. In every draft, Yurov was in the top 10, and he went 24th overall. Do you think that's Minnesota just because he's Russian? I do believe that that is, is a big factor, yes. Because that day, too, there was issue rumor of issue of uh, Kirill Kaprizov and, and his... Uh, well, you, you knew about the goaltender uh, and the goaltender Forsberg. from Fedotov, Fedot, Fedotov or whatever from Philly. Yes, and he was the prospect. So he was supposed to fly out privately from Russia to get back to the United States, and they found out that he is dodging his um, military uh, obligations, and they went and picked him up and brought him to, you know, a, a, a holding uh, area. You know, you have Kapil, uh, Kirill uh, Kaprizov, who's in the same situation. And now the Russian hockey players, they're in a little bit different situation being chosen. But you're, you're off. I mean, he's supposed to be one of the most skilled players in, in the draft. He's, he's extremely fast. He's extremely tenacious. He's ex- highly skilled, like one of the most skilled players in the draft. And he went at 24. That's my, that's my only thing is why, why, when you have three first round draft picks, would you not take an, take a, a, a waiver on one of these players? And I, and listen, I'll be the first one to tell you, I haven't watched them play. Um, I haven't watched Ausland. Apparently there's a lot of great things said about him. Apparently he's absolutely super, super crazy. Uh, tenacious on the puck and skilled and fast and um but again i look at ceiling when you're picking 16th overall and you have three first round draft picks why would you not take a shot at a russian that may not even be on your team for maybe two maybe even three years but look at uh kirill uh kaprizov it's okay if he's not here till he's 24 how old was he when he came over 
Kaprizov was, I think, 24. Same with Panarin. Yeah, they came over late. I would be, I would have taken a shot at Ivan Miroshenko or this Yurloff because their skill set is much higher than Ostland. Their upside is much higher than Ostland. The other Yari uh, Kulic, uh, you know, has to have an uh, an honorable mention. I know that he went twenty eight, but uh, this is this is a this is a brilliant brilliant pick for for the Sabers in the first round. He 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 was the um, what was he uh, the the MVP of the under eighteen World Championship uh, led led the uh, world uh, under 18 championship in goals with nine. He is an exceptionally, exceptionally good hockey player listed at five eleven, six feet tall, probably around 180 pounds has lots of, uh, of growth still to happen, but apparently he is just an absolute dog in a bone. He's an exceptional skater. And that's what I like to hear. Like, I mean, let me tell you, I can shit on, you know, any one of these guys, but if you're going to tell me that they're great skaters that have a mind for the game, then the rest can be worked with. Bodies can be worked with. It takes time. It takes years, but be patient. You're going to get yourself an excellent hockey player and the skill set on Yari Kulich and his ability to just be a, a, an attacking, you know, force physically, you know, in the offensive zone, he is going to be he's going to be a very interesting player to watch. Goalie in the second round, very puzzling to me. I don't know what you're if you just want to move on from that, but that's like holy shit balls. Really? Like 40 41st overall we're picking a goaltender. What, you know, we unless listen, we're not all privy to the, you know, the top uh, secret information, maybe you know, Devin Levi, um you're damn near crossing your fingers that this kid's going to sign out of college after next year. And you're looking at uh, uh, Eric Portillo. It's very clear to me that he's saying, bye-bye. I want to be an unrestricted free agent. I want to pick where I'm, uh, where I want to go. You already have in Devin Levi. You already have Uka Pekalukinen. Why in the hell would I stay here? Because I'm not, I'm behind all these guys. Eric Goalies are a hot commodity these days. I mean, I it, it's it's uh, it's well, they got the best goalie in the draft. They got the best goalie in the draft. So I mean, if anything, you know, they 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 wanted certainty. Their next pick wasn't until seventy four. So you know, maybe they thought they would have missed him in the fifties, sixties, somewhere in there, but. You know, so they took a shot at him, but I mean, he's massive. We've heard that before. Uh, yeah. He's Finnish. We've heard that before. Yeah, Finns are great goalies. So they are he's great a, goalies. He's an absolute mutant. I think he's uh, like 6'5", 230 already. I mean, he's that's just a giant of a goaltender. God, you love he's, fabricating. It's 6'4", 214, but that's fine. 6'5", 230 works. Fabricating? What are you looking at? Uh, what... Uh, DB, what are you looking at, right baby? DB? <sighs> Come on. Get updated, big guy. 6'5", 233. Get out of here. Where'd yep. he get that stat? I'll send it to you so you can uh, get up on your uh, on your players. <laughs> Central, Central scouting. You know, they weigh these guys, height and weight, because you go to these fucking sites, right? 
all of a sudden you're like, hey, you know, Matt Savoy is uh, 6-1. Then all of a sudden you go to Central Scouting, he's still 5-9, five, still five, right? I'm not even going to name the sites, but, I mean, these sites are a joke. You got to go to Central Scouting because these guys do it like it's, it's, it's their job to make sure that these heights and weights are proper. Okay. Okay. Six, five, two thirty three. Yep. He's a big man, big man. And he's supposed to be the number one goaltender in the draft. Super, super, super. Um, um, I'm, 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 I'm a little shocked just because of the Devin Levi and Ukebeka Lukanen. And, uh, but from what I gather of, uh, Lena Nunn, is that he's 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 going to be a project. He's he's a great goaltender. He's got all the frame. He's in the right spot to develop. Um, he you won't see this kid for two, three, four years before he even touches. You know, a I think he's season. I think he's at uh, rookie camp this week, prospect camp. Yeah, he is. So yeah, so you'll see him there. But I mean, you won't see him anywhere near the NHL, and yeah, around that time. Uh, what do you think about third round, fourth round, fifth round, six, two sixes, two sevens? Um, any Datsuk, Zetterbergs, anybody in there? You think? You know, you. I mean, this is uh, that. That's uh, once you get into those, like a, you start getting into the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh rounds. You're 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 really picking on specific um, things that you see. And you're hoping that a player can round out the rest of his game with that outstanding quality that you're picking him on. Okay. Some guys are smaller, a lot smaller, but they're insanely skilled. And you look to see where that player you're, you're picking guys that may not be physically because you're going to see some of these guys in the draft, like, uh, you know, uh, Sla- uh, Slava Kozlov, or uh, what are you talking about? The Slava Kozlov. Uh, Kozlov. What are you talking about? The 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 first overall. Um, but Slavskoski. Slavskoski. Like he is. <laughs> he is a physically. He's a. He's a mutant of a man. I mean, he's a mutant of a man. Six four two twenty nine. Okay. Okay. Physically, so- he is there. You're you're gonna get a lot of kids that are picked in fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh rounds. A lot of them you're looking at a really high end skill set, things that you see them do exceptionally well, but just are not physically ready. They're not physically ready. They're they're just very light. They're very lean. They need time to develop. And uh, you know, with you're you're gonna see more. Like when we played, when I played. You never saw a third rounder make the frickin' NHL, let alone a fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh. Like you yeah. never saw those guys. Never. You had a first rounder, you had a second rounder. The third rounder was like a 20% chance of making it. And after that, you're fucking pulling like, you know, a pin out of a haystack, right? Things have changed. There's a lot more outstanding players that are that are continuing to develop their bodies. Some guys are complete mutants at 16, 17, 18. 
and other players take, you know, till they're 19, 20, 21 to physically mature to the same level of the guy that's fully mature at 18. Yeah. Okay. Cause there yeah, are guys, I, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Right. There's guys that are fully mature at 18 years old. Yeah. We've, and, we've had this conversation. Those guys are the, the ones that are ridiculously physically mature at 15, yep. 16, 17, 17. And then when they oh. get drafted at 18, they're like, Oh, these guys are the greatest, but they don't mature physically at all. So at age 25, they're the exact same size as what they were at 18, but there's other players that continue to mature well beyond their, their 18, 19, 20, 21, 22s. Like, look at Dylan Cousins. Like, do you think this kid is fully mature? You think his body is fully mature? No, 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 no. I was oh. having this conversation with my brother the other day. Like, how old were we when we were our strongest? 28. I said 27. That's it's amazing. I said 27. Well, listen, when I came 26, into the league, 27, I think I was at my peak strength. When I came into the league, uh, at 20 years old, I was 190 pounds, um, six foot two. And I put a tremendous amount of work in past those years. And by the time I was 25, I was about 198, 200 pounds and continued to push and work. But in between 25 and 30, I hit about, you know, 205. Um, and then beyond that, my later years, I was playing at, you know, two, two ten, two fifteen. So you put a tremendous amount of work and you continue to grow. Some other rumors and speculation over the weekend, uh, involving the Sabres. Well, not rumor, but fact, um, Jacob Bryson has re-signed a two-year deal at a cap hit of 1.85. Yeah. Curious to know your thoughts on that before I talk about Lawrence Pilot. Vinny Henestrosa and what you expect from the Sabres and free agency. Um, I, I, uh, I do like Bryson, uh, but he is, uh, he is, he's definitely overpaid in the contract. There's, there is absolutely no need whatsoever to pay him $1.85 million per year for a two year deal. There's no, because there's not a team in the league that would pay him that. And just because we have all the money in the world to spend doesn't mean that you need to go out and spend it on guys that uh, just quite frankly, it's just not where their, where their market is. It's 73 games last year. He had one goal. I mean, I know he can skate and he's a tiny little water bug and he moves the puck. Well, and he, he, I, I, I just, I don't think he's played to. We're not talking to the crew here. Well, it's for me, I think, if you were to if you were to say to me that uh, you know he came in at uh, a two year deal at a uh, million dollars a year, I would not at all flinch at that. I'd just be like, oh, okay, that's that's a good contract for for him, or even one point two per year. One point eight five. It's how like, is I don't he know getting? How is he getting one point eight five? Like, are they that under the floor? Like, are they that under it that they're just giving yeah. guys cash? For like yeah, the next are. couple of years, like here's a two year deal. He's not going to hurt him. It, 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 I mean, paying Bryson one point eight five million dollars for two years a year, it's it doesn't hurt them whatsoever. Kevin Adam needs to be extremely smart smart with his money because there's going to be a point in time that you're going to have to pay Krebs, that you're going to have to pay uh, Tage Thompson, which that's coming real quick. That's going to come real quick. He's going to get paid. Um, you're going to have to pay 
Dylan Cousins. You're going to have to re-up the contract of of Rasmus Dahlin. You're going to have you're going to have to pay Owen Power. These guys are not going to be cheap. So don't don't look, you know, about the now and how much money we have to spend. Look about what we're going to be spending on our super elite players in our own organization and being able to manage a proper cap. Is there any reason? Do I think think Bryson is overpaid at 1.85? Hell yeah. But do I think it's the wrong move? No. No, I I don't have a problem. I just can't believe he's getting paid that much. But good for him. He's a good kid. If they have money to spend, if they have money, he's never, I'll I'll tell you you what. You know what? I'm going to tell you this. He's a kid. He's a kid. He's at that age. He's 24, I think. Uh, you might have to look that up for me, Petey. But he's 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 at that age where, and he's got a skill set that is just 25 like, in November. Go ahead. Okay. He's world-class. His skating level is absolutely world-class. Um, he could be a breakout player. And what I mean by that is the team is going to get stronger. Um, Jacob Bryson is going to get stronger. We have our young players. Dylan Cousins, I hope, makes a jump next year and gets stronger and really has a good year. And uh, uh, Peyton Krebs. And we missed Casey Middlestat. We missed him. Everybody's throwing him out the window like he's not going to, like, we don't know. This kid could have a monster year. We could have some players that really pop out next year. All right, stay stay on uh, stay on planet Earth with me here. Uh, is there any reason for Lawrence Pilot? <laughs> is there any reason for Lawrence Pilot to wear a Buffalo Sabres jersey again? I mean, it, isn't he what Bryson is supposed to be, or isn't Bryson what he's supposed to be? And do we need to add him back here? Yes, we need to add him back here because he's going to be playing in the minors. Um, he's going to be, he's going to, you think he's going to come here to play in the minors? Yes. hundred percent. Why do you think that? Because, um, he wants to play over, over here. And, and the first way of, and he didn't have a great year last year. Okay. He's over in the KHL. He did not have a good year in the KHL. They, uh, agreed to terminate his contract. He wants the opportunity to come back over here to play in North America, to play in the, in the NHL. Um, age, I think he's only around, what, 25? 26. Um, He'll turn 27 during the season in December. And God, he looks like your kid, too. Like, he yeah. looks like your kid. He's tiny, he's tiny and, he's, and he's super baby-faced, but he's a good hockey player. And I'll tell you this, it's a great signing. It's a great signing because he is going to go and play in the minors. And you know as well as I do that he, he's going to be in a situation that he will see time in, in, in Buffalo because there's going to be injuries because it happens every single year. Look at the injuries we had on defense this year. It was just a rotating, you know, Seth pool of injuries on goaltending. We had, what, 12 goaltenders last year? Defense, same thing, you know. You need, you need good players, and and um, we are not overly stacked in the minors with players right now because you've had, you know, obviously Owen Powers jumping in. You have Darlene, and you've had 
Bryson that has been pulled up and, and, and Matias Samuelson is absolutely here to stay. And we can't uh, forget uh, Casey Fitzgerald who, who had a really strong, well, is he the Sabres property though? Lawrence pilot. Yes, absolutely. He, he's still owned by the Sabres. So if he wants to come back, coming back here, and Jeez. he's going to start in the minors unless he can just absolutely wow everybody on the planet and, that he can be in the top six or, or top seven. Um, Interesting. Interesting. Okay. What do you think of Vinny Henestrosa coming back? Just filling. Uh, look, man. Our, our, my question is not when I see Vinistrosa, Vinny, Vinny Henestrosa signing. My first question is, uh, are they going to do anything at free agency? I mean, I'm, 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 I'm. There, there'll, there'll be nothing done. Zero. I, I, I think that, uh, and my, I think that's a mistake. I'm sorry, but I think that's a mistake. You have to sign a Delorier. You have to, you have to go sign somebody. Yeah, you have to not sign, sign a Delorier. You have to sign somebody. They don't have room for a Delorier with what they're doing right now. You're, I have you're no room ha- for sarcasm on this discussion because this team needs to be bigger. Uh, bigger? Um, no. Yes. Like, you can go faster, 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 faster all you want. But, you, I mean, somewhere in there, I mean, you need to get bigger. Yeah, they're they're bringing back the cuddly little family that uh, that has done so well in the last year and a half. They're bringing everybody back. You know, I, I think Vinny Henestrosa, from what I from what I gather, is is uh, he is he is a world class human being. Okay, number one, he's a world class human being. He's an excellent excellent young man. Number two, is his work ethic is off the chart, infectious. Okay. He's not, he's not uh, the most skilled hockey player on the team. He's not the biggest or strongest. He doesn't have the best shot, but it's hard pressed to find a player like Vinny Henestrosa and how hard he works in practice and, um, you know, off the ice. This is infectious. Uh, he's, he's, he's a guy that obviously Kevin Adams, he has him on a one year deal. I see you just sign him to $1.7 million. Great. Um, he, he's someone that is going to be, uh, 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 you know, a, a glue piece for a year, you know, he's going to be a glue piece for a year. And, um, this is not about, this team's not about Vinny Henestrosa. It's not about Zemgus Gergensen. It's about Dylan Cousins, Peyton Krebs, Jack Quinn. It's about players like that. Casey Middlestad. It's about the younger players continuing to push and get better. And you need to solidify good, good. I think strong. you got to add a piece. No, you don't. Every, because there's oh, no need every to add year, a piece you, right now. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. Would I make, would I, if I was GM, would I make some changes? Yeah, I'd make changes. God damn right. I'd make changes to this lineup. I wouldn't, I wouldn't tear down the integrity of the youth and what they have moving forward, but I would be making moves. I would be making moves because I think right now this team is a very strong team. They're just super young. 
But I think that you can continue to work around that youth and still bring in high-end, top-end players. Were you disappointed to see Kirby Dak moved for what he was, when he was? Were you disappointed uh, disappointed. about the DeBrinkin? Well, you've talked about Dak in the past. It's fucking, I'd love to have him. He's a, he's a former third overall pick that's six foot three. Yes. That's 200 pounds that can skate like the wind. Think of Dylan cousins, but just more skilled. That's, that's what Kirby Dak is. He is a more skilled Dylan cousins. He's big, he's fast, and he has not figured it out in Chicago. Although there, there's not a whole lot that have figured it out in Chicago in the last couple of years, except for Patrick Kane. I, you know, that organization my, kind of been in shambles. I'd we say for the last couple of years, between John Taves having to leave and then all the bullshit with the management. I mean, you know, the Kyle Beach and all of that. I mean that that organization's had a it's been a tough place to play for the last. I mean, look at tough Mark Andre Fleury was in and out. Tough place to play. How about now? They got four forwards on their freaking team. They've literally let go everybody. They've literally let go everybody. It's 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 mind-boggling to me when you look at this team not qualifying Dylan Strome, not qualifying. Dominic Kubelik. These are guys that were scoring 30 goals a year ago. You know, the whole team has just been let go. I mean, they're not re-signing guys. It's, this is a, it's, they are doing their very, and I mean, very best uh, opportunity to, this is the, this is the Berard sweepstake. That's what this is. Connor Bedard. Bedard. I've never seen a team look like they want to tank. Like you think, you think Jonathan Dave's coming back? You think Patrick Kane's not? Patrick Kane is guaranteed not to be playing there on opening night. You think what? Seth Jones, who makes nine point five million dollars, do you think that he's going to be or want to be in in Chicago? He's gone a thousand percent. How do they get rid of him? I don't even know what to say, but I'd take him. 9.5 for eight years. Would you trade Darlene for him? Would you, would you trade power for him? You'd have to do one or the other. Let's play fantasy hockey trades here for a sec. Seth Jones. Seth Jones. Would you do it? Who? Would you trade? What would you have to give up to get him? What would you give up? Darlene or power? I wouldn't give up power. I would not give up power. Oh, like Dolene, like Dolene, I think is Dolene is going to be, he is already a, an extremely good defenseman in this league. And I think he is just not even close to tipping the, what he's going to do. He's going to be a, a fantastic, fantastic player. Seth Jones is a monster though. He is, he is a right-handed, um, he's an outstanding, outstanding defenseman, um, you might I wouldn't want to give either of those two those two guys up, but um 
Well, that's what's involved. You think one of those guys would have, well, you're not trading Owen Power. Owen Power, 6'6", 220, skates right. like he's so it like. Would be Darlene. Darlene. He skates like Gerby, man, at 6'6". He's an absolute freak. Like, I mean, he's a freak. Well, you've made your choice. You would you would keep power over Darlene. No, because I think I think Darlene's slinky, man. I don't know. The guy doesn't have a spine. His hands are disgusting. His hockey IQ is absolutely through the roof. And I don't think that Darlene is six threes, you know, two hundred pounds. He's he's getting his skating was a lot better last year because we've we ragged on him for three years before that. But last year I thought he skated very well. He if you could well. pull off that deal without having to move without breaking up the integrity of your defense you have the best defense core in the league well you the only way of getting him is you, i mean you would have to give up you know matthias samuelson and then you're gonna have to go to the forward line it's like oh my god it's gonna be like ducks uh, you know season with a 12 gauge <laughs> um so you don't expect anything at free agency. It starts tomorrow or today, whenever this thing drops on Wednesday. I don't even think there's going to be a goaltender. Everyone's like, oh, we need a goaltender. No, we don't. We don't need a goaltender. Kevin Adams is going to stick with his same old guys. You know, obviously, the focus right now is to have a goaltender in the minors that is really good, that can, that can be a supportive factor for Ukapek Lukanen. The goal is to have Uka Pekalukanen play exceptionally well and have the opportunity to call him up and take over a much bigger role in Buffalo. But it might not be right away. Or maybe it does. Maybe he comes to camp this year. Maybe he doesn't suck like he did last year. He's going to Maybe he doesn't get hurt again. Maybe he's gonna, not going to get hurt again. But Uka Pekalukanen, this is his time. This is his time to take advantage of the opportunity that's presented to him. Um, if he does go to the minors, Lukanen, then they need to sign a, a, a player that is going to be uh, a goaltender that is going to share time with Anderson. What about Ilya Samsonov from the Washington Capitals? Why Good, not but go is, and get him? Is he 10 times better than uh, Tukarski? Is he ten times better? He than might be. Subban? I'll say. I'll say this: He's got ten times more potential than Tukarski. He might land on a grand slam on that one. Okay. So that's where I would go. Malcolm Subban. I'd sign him. I mean, you know, I'd take a shot at him. See what oh, he. I think Malcolm Subban might be a guy that they would want to keep around. They're going to need four goaltenders: two in the minors and two up top, but. They need a guy that can allow Uka Pekalukanen to move up and down. That's what I would think. And are they going to go out and they they going to sign somebody? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know at Anderson at eight. And, and I think Craig Anderson played very well for this team when he played. Okay. Gave them a chance to win every night. And that's what you want from your goaltenders. That being said, he's 41 years old. He's 41. You don't move the same at 41 and you do at 31. And that's just, that's just life. That's not putting down Craig Anderson. I just think that the Sabres want to be competitive. 
you need to, you need to have a great goaltender. You need to have a great goaltender. So here's where I'm going. Free agency. Evgeny Malkin, number one, is hitting the market. Obviously, he's not coming to Buffalo, but I just mean he's number one on the list. I'm aiming P.K. Subban to come to Buffalo. Okay? If I were... I don't give a shit. I, I would take PK. If he wants to play hockey next year, I would bring him here for one year, one year. Nope. Um, and then after that, you are like, you know why? I'm gonna tell I you ta- why PK Subban. No problem. He's a good, he's a good hockey player. Still has game left in him. You'd get him for cheap. Okay. He's not going to, he's not making $9 million like he has the last number of seasons. He's a good hockey player. And he would actually be a pretty good player for, you know, even an Owen Power or someone like that. The concern, and this is not a knock on PK, but everywhere PK goes, he's bigger than than the team because of his personality. Do you understand? Yeah, I get it. He went from Montreal. Here's the thing. This is cocky as all hell in Montreal. I know that for a fact. He irritated players that were on his team. Why do you think they traded PK Subban? from the Montreal Canadiens because the it wasn't one or two players. The majority of players were done with PK and his antics because it was all about PK. It's showtime. He gets traded to Nashville. I mean, the guy's wearing a cowboy hat, walking around, kicking his heels up, this and that. He's got all these videos. He's on social media. You know, he's wearing suits. He's got these freaking suits and hats and sombreros and every, every other thing under the sun. And it's about P.K. Subban. He is promoting P.K. Okay, He's promoting himself. He's done a great job because he's, he's actually quite interesting to, to listen to. I think he's a smart man. I think he's a good hockey player. I don't think Kevin Adams wants to bring in that because P.K. Subban is going to come to Buffalo and it's going to be about P.K. Subban. It's not going to be about the players that are in that locker room. They just don't need that. that this Erica locker Branson. room. Yes. Done. 100%. Have to get Eric Goodbranson. And I think you can get Eric Goodbranson. There's a tie to Eric Goodbranson. I think Marty Wilford coached him in Anaheim. Okay. I've been, you know, connecting dots to these free agents. And I, I feel like, you know, maybe Goodbranson hated Marty Wilford. Well, I don't know. I mean, did you get the impression Just that Marty Wilford? I know. I don't think you can hate Marty Wilford. The guy's the nicest freaking guy on the planet. Right, and you know he's going to be. You know he's going to be in the players' corner. I yeah, know absolutely. you're joking, but I mean, you know. So I mean that there's got to be, hopefully, some kind of a tie there that that can get him here because you need him. That would be. Well, listen, could I you mean, fucking imagine Erica Branson with with Samuelson. Are you fucking kidding me? It's the same he's as gonna, he's it's almost be better. Samuelson. In my who would he? What who would he be with? Where's Bryson going to play? Well, I mean, Bryson, I, I, I mean, so you'd have Darlene, Yoki, Harju, Power, Open, or maybe it's Power, Yoki, Harju. Maybe it's Samuelson, Darlene. Is that what you're thinking? Samuelson, yeah, I, da- I think Samuelson, was, Darlene, and Power and Yoki, Harju. Very, very much so. You very young guys, all over, under the age of uh, of 22, I think it is. Um, a lot of growth. Like, I mean, a lot of growth in that group. You got 20 year old, 22 year, 21 year old, two 22 year olds. There's a lot of, there's a lot of youth in that top four. Then you have Jacob Bryson. Okay. Jacob Bryson 
if he were to play with a, he's going to need a right-handed defenseman. Okay. If you had get Branson with Bryson, that would make all the sense in the world. Think about Bryson feeling free to do whatever he wants out there. Yep. And you have, what do you have? Fitzgerald as your number seven. Yeah. And listen, I mean, there's going to be tons of injuries. It just happens every single solitary year. Defensemen forwards, they goaltenders, they go down. And Casey Fitzgerald, I think he played pretty well last year. The only knock on him is, is you know, is, and and we're going to sit here and people are going to roll their eyes and say, you, you guys are all a bunch of donkeys. But uh, he's, he, he plays a super rough, aggressive. He's a team first guy. He will do anything that it takes for the team. But he's also very small. He's tough as nails, but he's, he's, he's I would prefer a Gabranson type guy, 6'4", 230 pounds. He's, he's dangerous. He's well, a tough well, kid. He probably wouldn't come here, but Brendan Lemieux interests you? No, hell no. Really? Not a freaking chance. Okay, all right. You can. You don't have to be so uh, aggressive on that. I thought. I would like Nick Delorier. I think Nick Delorier would be a very Nick Delorier can play the game. Nick Delorier can skate. Nick Delorier has a name throughout this entire league. Nick Delorier um, is going to make every single solitary player on this team feel two inches taller. Which still puts Bryson under six feet, but um, you know Dylan Cousins. I remember getting into the fisty cuffs and roughing it up, and you know, just seems like there needs to be a collective. You know, it's not just a fighter; it's not a fighter's game anymore. It's about a team toughness type game, and uh, there is a, there was a massive change. You saw it; everybody saw it. It was like the light flicked for this group of, of men. They played for each other. When shit hit the fan and other teams started to t- try and take advantage toughness-wise, the Sabres stood up, and there was a lot of great things. But I would just like to... I saw Rasmus Dahlin. He is one of the most aggressive guys in the bloody team. I want Rasmus Dahlin to feel so confident out there. I want him to play hard, aggressive, and hungry, and then just allow that insane skill set to just to develop and do what he needs to do. But you need Rasmus Dahlin to feel comfortable. Like really there he is. Nick Deloria made $1 million last year. Oh my God. I, I mean, I would pay him the same as Ryan Reeves. 1.75. Come on back to Buffalo. And 100%. I mean, it, that's just as easy as it gets. Yep. I'm sorry. Put Gergensen at center. Put Gergensen at center. Kyle Poso with Nick Delorier. That is one hell of a line. It's one hell of a line. You look at the other lines, they are going to be loaded with skill. And uh, I, I don't think there's going to be a lot of movement. I think Kevin Adams is looking to allow these players, these young players, to continue to develop. And I know no one wants to hear that, and I don't want to hear it because I'm sick and tired of not watching winning hockey, and I'm, I want to see playoff hockey because that's the best hockey, and we haven't felt that in a long time. But um, they are doing the right thing. 
and there's another year of of development that needs to happen. And I think you're going to start to see some uh, some change and some movement moving forward. With hey, man, we're not asking for we're not asking for Malkin. We're not asking for the big guys on Johnny Goudreau. We're asking for Good Branson and Delorier. If you can't overpay a number six defenseman to get him to come to Buffalo. You got problems. If you can't, we do have problems. If you can't overpay a fourth line left winger who's already been here, knows the fan base, is one of the toughest guys in the league. If you can't overpay him when you got money to spare to make your team a little bit tougher, to make your young guys, your future guys, feel a little bit safer when Ryan Reeves is barking at him or Tom Wilson's barking at him, you got problems, man. I'm not asking you to grab a, fir- a real first-line centerman. No offense, Tate Thompson. I think you're a first-line centerman. But what I mean, you know what I mean. He had one season of a first-line center. center right. Season. That's that's what I mean. One I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. That was... I, Am I wrong? Am I wrong? Yeah, I love no, Tage Thompson. I, I, I've been the biggest Tage Thompson supporter since the kid got here. I, I told everybody when he got here at 20, that he, he's, this kid's going to need time because he's like a giraffe. He is literally, you know, his head is so much higher. He's lanky. He needs time to fill out. He looked like a skinny little kid when he got here. He's developed. He's really put in the work. And he's now the, the, the Buffalo Sabres are seeing, seeing a great sign moving forward with Tage Thompson. And he's, he's still young. He's 24, 25 years old. Um, he's got a long, long career left in him. And I'll tell you, if we can get more seasons like he did last year from start to finish, we don't just have a number one center. We have an elite, we have an elite hockey player on our team. Are you going to sign him this summer? I would be, I would be literally shocked if he does not have See what Nikushkin got? Eight years, 6.125. Is that your number? Holy Jesus. No. No, it's not your number. Okay, I don't know. What a a joke fucking contract. What are you doing, Joe? Didn't like that one? You didn't like that one? No. No, I don't like it. No, I don't like it. I don't like like it at all. Like That was an unrestricted free agent, stupid, stupid signing. Because that is not going to pan out. I'm I'm sorry, it's not going to pan out. You know, Valerie Natushkin had a great year. He had a great year. But why do these players always have great years in their fucking UFA years? And when they make an unbelievable run in the playoffs, and you're a huge part of it. Oh my god! Like, come on! And I know you can't lose them. You can't lose him. They probably know that they're going to lose Kadri. And they still want to keep the band They're together. Burkowski. They're going to lose. Yeah. And you know, listen, big deal. Valerie Natushkin had a great year. He had 52 points, scored 25 goals. You know how many times he scored 20, over 20 goals in this league? One time. One time. I know. Do you know how many times he scored over 15? One time. One time. Yeah. Yeah. This is the biggest this is joke the worst signing I've ever. contract I've ever seen. You know what? 
I no, that's a that's a lie. Jeff Skinner, Jeff Skinner's is worse. Yeah, Jeff Skinner's is terrible. <laughs> but, but sorry, but, Jeff. And, and, but you know, like, and, Bob and you know, Rowski's was pretty bad too. But I mean, you know, Jeff Skinner right now, he's gonna listen to the podcast because I know he listens. I know they all listen. <laughs> Jeff Skinner's sitting there chuckling, going, "You know what? My my contract is fucking pretty bad." I know. Guess what? I bought Guess a new boat for fucking six hundred grand this year. Yeah, boys. I can buy whatever I want because I'm freaking loaded. God, I wish I was Jeff Skinner. I wouldn't mind being Jeff Skinner either. That's for sure. All right. Well, you know you what? You have a year, though, Petey. That one year? I don't know. Last year, man. Oh, yeah. Last year, yeah. Not a $9 million a year. year. Not a $9 million a year, but like they say, better be overpaid than underpaid. That's right. But he had a year, and he played, and he played real well. And uh like to see that more, more of that from Skinzy. What did he do last year? Do you remember his numbers? 80, 33, 30, 63, matched career high. I got to, I got to, you know, yeah, I got to give it to him. He had a year. Great stuff. Where's Malkin going? Tell me quickly. Pick the spot. Rangers, Rangers, right, Colorado. He's going to go to Colorado. And he's going to no. play with Nikushkin. No. Nikushkin, as you call him, Nikushkin. You know, it's interesting listening to Elliot talk about, you know, how these elite players, they, it's it's about money. It's about status. It's about signing the big contract to show everybody this. I get paid, and this is how much. You know, if I was if I if I was um, Evgeny Malkin, I wouldn't be. I, I me personally. Now I know this guy is what thirty five years old. He's already made. $130 million in his career. He's won three Stanley Cups. I'm going to tell you. I'd be looking to go to a place where I feel that I could win, like really win. And I would be taking not some embarrassing low contract, but I would be taking a lower salary. I would. Rangers are one. I think Rangers are a very interesting, very, very interesting hockey team that I think Evgeny Malkin could insanely help that team. Okay. Um, Montreal. I wouldn't go to Montreal because I don't think they can win right now at all. Their defense are like, I mean, they're horrendous. Okay. All right. Now, who else? Um, You know, Florida Panthers or Florida Panthers one year deal for one year. No, for one they year. can't afford them. Uh, you know what? I mean, GMs move shit around, and uh, you know it. It'll be interesting to see what well, he does. Speaking of Florida and moving shit around, uh, I, I, I gotta ask you. Yep. I mean, Mackenzie Weger. Yep. You know, a lot of people wondering about your grandson, your nephew, your grandson. I, I know that that's on Twitter. People, you gotta, you don't read our Twitter enough, but people are like, tell Rev to get a. Call and get his grandson to uh, to, <laughs> to Buffalo. Yeah. Anyway, that's just our fun audience. But honestly, your your cousin Mackenzie Weger, there yep. there's speculation that uh, he's being shopped. He is a UFA after next year. He is a top pair defenseman in this league. Plays with Aaron Eckblad. Yep. Most points for a defenseman five on five. Lot two years ago. Two years ago, okay. He was eighth. He's in, had Norris. Eighth in Norris voting 
in two years ago, he was eighth. This year, I think he was tied for 12. So he's I said to you the other day, he's a five or $6 million defenseman. And now all of a sudden, trade speculation on Mac Weaker is circulating. What's the latest? What can you tell me? Well, he's not a five, $6 million defenseman. With what he's done in the status that he has right now with the minutes, plays, points, you know, you know, in every situation, he's, he's a seven-plus million-dollar player, okay? Here's the thing. Florida Panthers right now, they've got to sign one of the best players in the National Hockey League and Jonathan Huberto. Jonathan Huberto had 115 points last year. And the question is, what are you going to play Jonathan Huberto? Because you're paying your, your captain who just signed uh, Alexander Barkov. You're, you're paying him $10 million a year. Uh, you have Sam Reinhardt, six and a half million bucks. Jonathan Huberto is going to make an eleven million dollar deal. He's he's truly an absolute star in this league, and they got to pay him. And um, right now, they're they're trying to figure out. But why would you sign him now? Who Huberto? He's got another year. He's got one more year till he's a UFA. See if he can do it again. Then you really have to make a decision, but you can't like he's had good years, but I mean Christ, like like come on. You know, he goes from I mean he's he having a had great, 61 points in 55 games. Yeah, and then the year uh, before that ago, 78, 78 points. 68, okay, okay, fine. Then he had All 92 right. points. The guy's in stud. He's yeah, but an it, absolute stud. But but he could have 97 points next year. And 97 97 Still a ten million dollar player. Well, one hundred and fifteen is eleven plus. So I mean, what do you mean? No, like you could get. What about the hometown discount? So you could get Huberto at like nine and a half, ten. Like he's a, he's a, he's an unrestricted free agent. You want to take your best player on your team and say, "Hey, we don't really value you." We're we're going to allow you to play out your unrestricted free agent year. What if Jonathan Huberto just says, you know what? Thank you very much, but I'm going to test the market. You don't replace guys like that, like that. He's playing at an elite level. You are going to sign Jonathan Huberto. And right now, Mac, Weaver, where's the fucking loyalty these days from these players, man? Like this is the example that drives me absolutely insane. the, the business of the game has ruined the loyalty. Like this player has to go to the fucking market. You know why? Because they want to drive salaries up. They want to drive prices up. They want to drive comparables up. Where is the loyalty these days? Can you please explain that to me? Can someone tell me like I, I was never a player that could loyalty. Choose. I lived it. Loyalty. You want it? Want me to tell you about fucking loyalty? That I, I I gave I gave San Jose Sharks this is this was 13 years ago Petey. I gave San Jose Sharks a hometown discount a hometown discount my agent told me he said you're freaking nuts you're nuts for signing this deal cuz you're going to get a million dollars more a year do not sign this contract is what he said I said no so why did you sign, sign it and then what happened I got traded after the my best year in the NHL I got traded to Buffalo did you play one Where's, year of the contract? Yes. Where's the loyalty, Petey? Well, 
should have negotiated a no-move clause or a modified no-move clause. You know, you know clause. what? That was, <laughs> that was being negotiated. And this is this is and, a little bit and this, Doug this might Wilson, be a little bit different. Doug Wilson got on the phone and said, Craig, you're gonna be here for four years. You're exactly what we want. We're building the greatest team. We're gonna win the Stanley Cup. You don't need that trade clause. You're gonna be here for four years. One year I got traded. One what are you year. traded for? What did the Sabres give up for you again? Two second round draft picks. Yippee Kaye. And you're talking about loyalty? No. These players play once in their life, okay? It's a short time. If you're, if you're the luckiest man on the planet, you're going to play 15 years. But that's a very small percentage of players that do that. Don't tell me loyalty. There is no loyalty in this game. This is a business. This All is right. a business. Huberto is going to make a business decision because he, he, he deserves to be. All right, stand down. What did Mac say? Is Mac have you like without without saying what he said? Have you spoken to him about this? Uh, we've exchanged some texts. Um, okay, all right. I will not say what we've exchanged, but um, so you what know, do listen, you think is going on? Can I tell you what I think? I think it's a game. I think yeah. it's a game. I think. Uh, listen, Mac Mac Weger is a monster on Florida. He is he is a part of arguably the best defense pairing in the league with Aaron Eckblad and, and Mackenzie Weger. They have been phenomenal the last number of years together. Florida knows that they do not want to have to pay him uh, an insane amount of money because they're going to have to play Huberto. They're, they're, they're up against the cap. When you, when you've got a goaltender that's making 10 freaking million dollars in Barbowski and you don't even want them, you'd literally give them away. Then that's a problem, but you can't move his contract. You can't move Sergey Bobrovsky. So they're in a situation where they're in trouble. And sometimes when you're in trouble financially and you have the biggest star on your team that needs to sign a contract in Huberto, sometimes you have to look down the line and go, we don't want to give this guy up, but we might have to. All right. Well, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out with uh with mckenzie i just thought it was interesting that his name started coming up around the draft and and i'm like well there's someone you could bring into play with owen power huh i mean how perfect would that be but you know i mean again i don't think i get the impression that that you know even if you know the sabers could get mac weger which would be a monster monster pickup i don't think they don't want him because they're going to have to pay him a lengthy contract. And I don't think Kevin Adams wants any length in any contract that he's going to sign any player. He doesn't have a problem with bringing in Gabranskin for, you know, two, three years and paying him whatever money, but he doesn't want long-term deals because he's going to have to pay, you know, Samuelson, Power, Yoki Haru, Darlene, Peyton Krebs, Middlestat, they all yeah. need contracts coming up, and he's he's going to allow these guys to play into their contracts and, and go from there. Fingers crossed on free agency, just to hopefully get your hands on a couple pieces. A big number six defenseman named Goodbranson, a big number 12 forward named Delorier, and you know our our my summer's been made. I'm not asking for much. That's a wrap on another episode of After the Whistle. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, After the Whistle.
and at Craig Reve 52 at the instigator 76. And you can find us as you already know on Apple, Spotify and YouTube and anywhere else where you can get your podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to spread the word. Thank <laughs> you.